Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Good to see everybody in the house. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Real quick this morning, no explanations. No explanations. If you want to answer, just answer one of these words. If you got to choose this morning and we were serving breakfast in the gym, would it be pancakes or waffles? Okay, time out. This is already, this, this is going to get where we have to throw down. It's going to come to blows. Settle down up in here. Time out. Everybody in favor, some are like, can I have both? That is not an option right now. Hold on, time out. So anybody in favor of wa homemade waffles, raise your hand. You counted 10 for what? Oh, you count as 10 people? Okay, you're a big eater. All right. All right. So these are waffles. Put your hands down. Pancakes. That's pretty close. <laughs> Boo, of course. Hey, while we're on the subject, while we're on the subject, and you always need some spicy pork sausage with some of that stuff, man. Somebody's like, I don't, I don't eat pork. Well, you don't have to eat it all the time, but you are a new creation. Just eat it in moderation. So real quick, talking about voting, the natural human tendency is to, let's be real, is to think people are weird who don't vote like you. Did you notice that? That wasn't even part of the plan this morning. And we're joking around. We're part of the family of God. But here's what I want to remind you about voting. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I'm not. I'm not. Dad says he is. I'm not. Here's what I'm going to say, and Dad can. And I mean, I can if I want to, right? But here's my point. I need you to get to the soul realm, which is your responsibility, right? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you vote for values, some say values means take care of the poor. Okay, that's good. But here's, there's some issues coming up, and they come up in every election. And it's at the point now where I'm really solid on this is, is your candidate pro-life or not? Boy, it got quiet. <laughs> pro-life means they are in favor of keeping babies alive in the mama's womb. Don't, and don't listen. Listen, let me just get on something here. The past is the past. It's under the blood of Jesus. I'm not targeting anybody as God is my witness, but here's what I'm saying right now. The past is the past. All sins are forgiven. But from, from now and until the future, you need to realize this. Always, always look ahead this way. How is it that people say, uh, science says I need to wear a mask, but they're against babies living? Science? No, come on, man. Come on, let's be real. If you love God, you're, you are always going to be pro-life in general. Do you want people to live? Yes. Yes. You want people. I want everybody in here to live and be old one day if Jesus hasn't returned. I don't want to be in the place where more and more I say, well, we can go ahead and abort in the first few weeks. We can abort in the second trimester. We can abort, uh, okay, all the way up to birth. We can abort. Yeah, but you know what? You know how people are. They low the lower the standard, and without God, people's hearts are dark. They say, well, we can, we can basically kill the baby after birth, and they've done that thousands and thousands of times in this country. There's proof of it, documented proof. So here's what I say to you. Don't vote for money ever. Don't just vote for money. No, don't do that. 
Vote your values. I know people are voting now for the oil field and we need jobs. That's great. But vote your values. People have voted for money over the years and there are studies, centuries long, thousands of years, people have voted for what benefits them the most, what makes them richer. Nobody got rich uh, hardly, right, under President Obama. You don't get necessarily get rich under Bill Clinton or George W. Bush. You don't necessarily get rich under, uh, under President Trump. You vote your conscience. Are you still with me? This season is in, and it's divisive. People get mad. They get mad. I don't vote for personalities. I don't. Some people are more likable. It's been proven that women will vote for the guy that's more handsome. Not all the time, but it happens. Say, man, he's just, he's just nicer looking. I mean, they're both ugly, but I'm going to go with him. You know? They both look weird. But I got to give it to President Trump. He made a comment I really liked. He said, man, I may have to shave my head. I'm like, Lord, speak to him. Speak to him, man. He said, I, so I don't have to mess with this anymore. I said, God, you're already speaking to this man's heart. Deal with him. Work on him. Dad says, don't do that. I don't know, Dad. His hair's pretty weird, man. Let's be real. I'm always like, what is going on there? Keep it weird. Hey, you know who else's hair was weird? And he, he, uh, he said that after he started combing it that way, he started landing deals was Don King. Y'all remember Don King? He'd comb his hair straight up. But here's my point this morning. You vote to the best of your ability according to your values as they correlate with Scripture. A lot of people now say, I'm a believer, but they vote against life. I'm a believer, but... And people go, they do this all the time. I've seen it. They say the church is the church. And business is business. And, and, and work is work. And the, uh, yeah, I know. And we're, I know where this takes. And the bar is the bar. And Walmart's the Walmart. Y'all, some of y'all say Walmart. Still, it's Walmart. Home Depot's home. Hey, you're, are you a believer or not? I know y'all are believers in this, this house. I know folks tuning in today, they are believers. They said, Pastor Matt, you just pointed. Well, I wasn't trained in political science either. You are believers. Before I am a Senna, and I'm proud of our heritage and our family and our last name. I love how simple my last name is, four letters, and people have still messed it up. My first name, same thing, Matt, M-A-T-T, or Matthew, they've gotten that wrong. But I tell you right now, I'm a believer before I'm a Senna. I'm a believer before I'm a conservative voter. I'm a believer before I'm an independent. I'm a believer before I am whatever I am. I am a believer, and my lifestyle is going to line up with me being a believer. I'm not just a believer at church on Sundays. I'm not just a believer where I'm, I, I go home and say, well, baby, we're just believers now because we're going to go out in public and people are going to see us. I'm not just a believer when people are looking at me and watching. I had a neighbor years back and they're good people i love them they have a dog that is demonic <laughs> she's a pit bull in a roundabout way without getting completely clamping onto them she bit and injured both of our dogs our harmless little golden retrievers and i'm going to be honest with you there were some thoughts in my mind i, I thought man how can i blow that dog up I mean, how can I, you know, I, I was reaching back into my past or old 1980s A-Team movies or something. I was like, what can I do? I got to get this dog. And I just kept working with the neighbors, working with the neighbors. And, you know, people find a way to not walk in love. 
And God just kept dealing with me through that situation. I was honest with the neighbors. I'd go speak to them over and over again. We worked it out. We're still buddies. God bless them. They're kind to us. We're kind to them. And we worked it out no matter what. And you need to remember that. Your faith and your love are so important. So vote accordingly, but also deal with other people in love. Deal with other people in love. Like Paul Harvey used to say, and that is the rest of the story. All right, let's go ahead and get into the Word today. Scripture says, and I believe Scripture says this, we know that once you get saved, your spirit is saved, but the real journey for you begins in the mind. Change begins in the mind. We know that you consist of spirit, soul, and body. Quick pop quiz. Which two out of the three are your responsibility? Go. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are the ones that like to work out, too. So, see, that's, that's paying off. Man, y'all are fast. If that was a buzzer and mom and Thea and everybody's going, I'm so proud of you, but shut up, girl. Right? I'm so proud. No, I'm proud of y'all. Your responsibility is soul and body. You accept Jesus, your spirit is regenerated. And we say this, people go, man, this feeds my spirit. I know what you mean. You mean it feeds your mind, your will, your emotions. Your spirit is fed, man. Your spirit is on the way to heaven, right? You keep living right. Your spirit's doing great. Your soul and your body need the work, don't they? You got to put in work there. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.23 real quick. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, I've even heard people say, well, no, I don't know about that. If that's spirit, soul, and body, aren't we just a mind and a body? No. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Do you like that? May God set you apart and make you like him in every way. And may your whole what? Spirit, soul, and body. It's right there. Be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again right there in the scripture man spirit soul and body now i want to get back into my points today and some of you are like man we've gone over this and we've gone over this and we've gone over this i know repetition is good right and i'll bring up a scripture that backs that up again but my first point tying into last week is practice doing good we've been talking about practicing though on and off for weeks you got to practice to get better you got to practice to get better. I remember when I first started shaving my head in um, January of 2003. At first, they clipped me on a zero guard, and that just seemed so short, and it's funny. Once a man like me goes bald, I'm like, that, uh, that, that's not short enough. So I started razoring with a Mach 3. And I remember there were several times in there, and it still happens once in a while. I wasn't good at it yet, so I would cut my head. Guys do that when they're shaving. Sometimes it's because they're in a rush. Sometimes the razor's too sharp. Sometimes the razor's dull and they're doing this. Have you ever seen guys do that? I'm like, hey, brother. I had some friends that used to tell me their dad did that with a Mach 3. He said, I'm like, your dad's skin is good. He's like, I know, but he needs new razors, man. He's going like this. <laughs> Two buddies of mine used to say that. My dad shaves with old Mach 3s. I'm like, well, it works for him, but hey, buy you some new razors, man. God's going to bless and provide. My point is, at first, I was not adjusted to it. Then I had to figure out which ways to shave. One guy was shaving my head years ago. He said, man, for a bald guy, you have a lot of hair. <laughs> what he meant was, I have all these calyx. My hair grows in different directions in the back. When I had hair, my hair would stick up back there. How cute. How endearing. Those days are done. 
But I learned, and it took, someone say practice. Practice doesn't make perfect, but it makes a lot better. All right? So you got to practice doing good. Let's go to Ephesians 4, 17 through 24. This is a, a text that we hit the other night, Wednesday night, and I kind of alluded to the fact, kind of hinted that we would be going over some of this today. It's so good. With the Lord's authority, I say this, the man of God says here. Live no longer as the Gentiles do. That's a non-Jew. In this context, it also means someone who is of the world, someone who does not have God. Don't live like the worldly people live, all right? You're people of faith. Somebody say, I am a person of faith. Ah, and when you are, you practice your faith, don't you? You're a practicing believer. You're a practicing Christian. You practice your faith. So don't live as the worldly folks do. Oh, this is good, for they are hopelessly confused. If you watch the news long enough, it could even be five minutes they contradict themselves. I've seen people, man, said, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. I wear a mask everywhere. You catch them on video going into a hair salon or somewhere else, no mask. No, you wear a mask when you're on camera. You wear a mask when people, people are watching you. It's turned, it's turned into some political thing, right? Look at this. Look at how the world is. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. That's not you, and that's not me. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of what? Impurity. That's what Scripture says. But that isn't what you learned about Christ, is it? Mm -mm. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, what? Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. That means as a believer, you don't live like you used to live, do you? Not on purpose. You're going to have missteps. You're going to have mistakes. You may have some relapses. Hey, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Wow, that just about sums up the world system, doesn't it? Everything's lust and lies right now. Everything. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Hmm. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And I love this, verse 24. Look at this. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And don't overuse that as an excuse. Say, well, I'm not perfect. Who is? Isn't that a given? People, we say that all the time. I'm not perfect. No, we know, but we can do better. I'm not, I know I'm not perfect. I know you're not. Praise God. Let's keep marching on. We can do Better, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Let's go to Isaiah 28.10. Isaiah 28.10. He tells, this is, this is what God does. He tells us everything over and over, right? Sounds like your parents, huh? <laughs> he tells us everything over and over. Some of the best teachers, they repeat, they repeat, they repeat. I remember Coach Malone was my science teacher in 7th and 8th grade at Heiser Junior High. It was junior high back then. It wasn't middle school. Coach Malone. And, man, he, he instilled some things in us that I still use. You say, how, how do you still use those? I recognize elements from the periodic table now by the symbol. Not all of them, but many of them. And that was from 7th and 8th grade. 7th and 8th grade. 
He had us memorize the first 30 elements of the periodic table. You say, well, for first 30, what do you do with that? Well, you recognize something as an element. Those are very commonly occurring elements. He also had us doing things that I still remember to this day. Why? We practice. We'd come to class and he'd go, and he, I don't know if they can do that anymore, but I'd show up for one of us and go, hey, knucklehead, give me the first 30 elements to the, he said, knucklehead. He had this saying that I never understood it. I'd give a fake answer in class. He'd say, man, Matt, you rusty stand up in the road. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> but he said it enough times. See, I remembered it. I said, what? And it would throw me off. Because of him, I still remember that sand is made out of silicone dioxide. You say, what use is that? I'm fascinated by chemical names, but I do know this. Here's my point. We were practicing and practicing and practicing. Sometimes we come to class, he would sing the first 30 elements of the periodic table. Hydrogen, helium, you know, so. I can still remember. But he went over it and he went over it and he went over it. Look at this verse again. He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. Say, Pastor Matt's always talking about this, and I'm going to keep doing it. Say, man, Pastor Matt keeps talking about how we need to read the Word. Have you started yet? Mm. Isaiah 28.10. Let's read that again. He tells us everything over and over, one line at a time, one line at a time, a little here and a little there. That is beautiful. Let's go to Romans 10.17. This is word heavy this morning. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing. Michal, would you put that in the New King James Version, if you don't mind, and no rush, no rush, I didn't request that in advance. I like how the New King James and the King James New American Standard, English Standard Version phrases this. Faith comes by hearing. That was part of the show. Hold on. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hearing and hearing. Years ago I heard someone say, hearing and hearing. If you hear something long enough, you'll believe it. Some of us were told some things growing up, and they were positive and negative. I always used to love watching American Idol, you know, the outtakes, and then the people that really couldn't sing but thought they could. Y'all remember that? They were bad, and it was entertaining, and they made it really entertaining. And a, and a friend of ours, he said, they, see, that they had no mentor in their lives. Because there were some things I tried, and mom and dad were like, you're not good at that. But there were a lot of things they celebrated. When I came home with less than an A, dad said, you can do better than, uh, better than what you got, isn't it? Can't you? And I said, um, well, dad, there, there's, and I, it's funny. Well, they, they, their parents give them money for getting B's. <laughs> Y'all already, already know where this head is. Dad go, I ain't going to give you money for B's. Dad would go, I'm not going to give you money for A's. Because I know that's what you can do. I'll give you an allowance. You can work. I'll give you an allowance. I'll always take care of you. But is A's what you can get? I was like, well, you know what happened was he's all, no, you can get A's. Yeah, I know you can get A's. Now, a C student gets C's. That's okay. But then parents and teachers and mentors, they can go, ah, nah, you're better than that. You can do better than that. But then other folks, they were never told. They were told to practice something they weren't good at. Is God going to do that to you? No. 
You can practice your love, can't you? You can practice your love. You can renew your mind with God's help. He's not going to give you something that you cannot do. Time out, though. Then again, he's not going to give you something that you cannot do without his help. You, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Many people go, man, you know, God's not going to give me more than I can handle. Ah, that sounds good, and that's pretty close. But really, God's not going to give you more than you can handle with his help. So you'd be surprised what you can handle. You'd be surprised what you can practice and get better at. You'd be surprised, right? You are a practicing believer, so keep practicing. That's a big step in, in, in watching the change begin in your mind and perpetuate and propagate to all of your life, all right? So let's go to the second point. Remember last week? Apologize. There's a song years ago by One Republic. I think it was It's Too Late to Apologize. I know what he means. I know what he means, but you need to still apologize. He, that, that was a great hit song there with Timbaland. Great. Good job. But you need to apologize. Why? When you apologize, you're speaking the truth in love. When you apologize, you're humbling yourself. Scripture says in James 5.16, let's go there, James 5.16, confess your faults one to another is what translation one translation says. This one says confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. That's great. you got to be able to talk. I have a small group Bible study for men, and we talk in there, and I tell them, unless someone's life is in danger, what you say in this room doesn't leave this room. Got to be able to talk. Got to be able to apologize. Got to be able to say, man, I humble myself already. You know that there's something going on when you're never wrong. That's a lie. You can't be right about everything. I've had people get caught up in a fake fact, a fake fact, and tell me something like a historical fact. And I wasn't going to say anything, and they kept repeating it, kept repeating it. And I said, um, no, that's not what happened, though. Oh, no, no, it is. I knew a guy, he would, he would make up stuff. He'd say, no, but what I meant was, I'm like, no, no, it's just, let's just, let's give you the fact and let's move on, man. Let's just humble ourselves. And I naturally like being right. You? Some of us, worse than others or more than others, say, man, I need to be right. Hey, I don't got it all figured out. Let's humble ourselves. Let's apologize. Let's go to 1 John 1, 9. Look at this. But if we confess our sins to him, to God that is, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, this translation says, wickedness. Wow. Any evil area I've delved into or just it was too much, I just I, I shouldn't have been doing that. Look, I can just apologize to God and be forgiven and move on. Remember, a true apology means I'm going to work on changing in that area too. Huh. I'm struggling in that area. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on changing in that area. Not like my mom used to say, right? You're sorry you got caught, right? I'm like, how do you know my heart? I, I'm sorry. No, she's like, oh, I can tell. <laughs> no. Unrepentant, right? Let's go to point three today. You've got to keep learning, man. I went to a town hall meeting back in the day. I think it was 2009. Was it 2009 we went? Yes, it was. In Albuquerque, we stayed, I think, at the Doubletree Hotel. And one lady kept saying something, and I loved it. She said, we've got to be lifelong learners. Lifelong learners. I've heard people say, man, you know what? I wasn't very great in school, so I'm just, 
I'm all, that's okay. You can still learn. You didn't have to like school. You can keep learning. You know what God said? And we're not going to go there, but Hosea 4, 6, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. You don't want to get knowledge to the point that you think you know everything because knowledge puffs up, Scripture says. But you need to know some stuff. You can't just be ignorant. That's what that word ignorant means. It means you don't know. you got to keep learning and growing. And can I, I've got good news for y'all. Y'all ready for good news today? Reading isn't the only way you learn. Some people in here are like, man, I ain't trying to read. No, hey, you have a hard time reading? There's other ways to learn. Some are more oral learners. Some people, they learn, they learn through listening to someone's voice really well. Well, good news, man. You got the Bible. You can listen to it, listen to it in apps and all kinds of stuff. So you can, you can learn from watching. Why do you think Sesame Street has been so popular all these years? On PBS. Heavens. Watching, listening. How about just doing? Are you one of those who say, man, you're telling me, explaining it. Can I just put my hands in there and start learning? Can I try it out? Great. That's a good way of learning. You keep learning more about God. Ask questions. And as you learn more about God, you can keep making new habits. Last week we talked about how a, a new habit is really reinforced and completely formed after three sets of 21. So after the first 21 days of changing a habit and replacing it, that's where you're tearing down the old habit and replacing it with a new one. But you get into the second 21 and into the third 21, even science, not just political science, right, proves that after 63 days you can have new habits. 63 days. That's powerful. Some folks say, I've seen them too. They'll do it 10 days and they go, no, nah, it wasn't working. You didn't even get to the first 21, man. That's like going out to play basketball and say, we're losing in the first quarter, I'm done. I've seen people do that too. Or football, say, we're down by two touchdowns. No, you got to gotta be able to lock into something and stay with it. I know I, I'm speaking from a place of authority. Why? I am naturally, not in all ways, but in several, I am naturally inconsistent. Naturally. I've been talking a few weeks, and y'all get your laugh on every time, and go ahead, get it out of your system, but I don't like working out, Remember? I'm naturally inconsistent working out because I don't like it. My wife would say, babe, you're going to work out? I'm like, man, I hate it, though. <laughs> That's like saying somebody lives at home alone and no one else can go buy groceries. They're like, I'm just not going to eat because I hate buying food. <laughs> There's other ways around that now. You can actually go do curbside, this and that. They may even deliver it to your house. Sometime in the near future, I don't know. But can you imagine say, well, I, I just I hate doing the yard, so I'm gonna just let the stuff grow out of control, let rats show up and everything else just because I hate doing the yard. I've had seasons where I hated doing the yard, but it needed to be done, right? I'm not gonna ask in who who in here hates taking showers, okay? I'm not gonna ask you that. But when I was a kid, man, I hated taking showers. I was little, and I, I still have a memory in my mind of getting in there and crying about taking a shower. And my dad would come by and go, you smell like a dead animal. And I was still crying, didn't want to take a shower. That's how bizarre, how bizarre, right? That's, that's strange. 
you need to keep learning, keep doing stuff you're not crazy about, find things that you are crazy about. Say, man, I don't like to read as much, but how about audiobooks? How about signing up for the next class? There's a spiritual warfare cl- class coming up, and Dad may eventually change that, change that name. I don't know, but that's a good fitting name. But it's so much more than just spiritual warfare because Dad is dealing with the soul realm. It's a discipleship class. So sign up. It's coming up soon, I think next week, 27th. Sign up. Not this week, but the following. Sign up, man. There's only so much room in the class. They've been booked and busy. You've got to keep learning. I've met folks before. Nobody in here, right? But I've met folks before, and I'm like, wow, you don't know anything about anything. It's a wonder you're... It's a wonder you're breathing oxygen right now. You don't, you don't know anything about anything. They don't know about the oil field. They don't know about taking care of themselves. They don't know about anything. They don't know about anything, and they don't care. I remember there was a girl in the youth group years ago, years ago, and I'd bring up a current event or I'd talk to her or something. She was, she was uh, one of John's youth kids. Sweet kid, sweet, likable. But if I talked to her about anything that wasn't this moment, it's like she didn't know anything about it. And she was not dumb. She'd always go, I, I don't really know anything about it. Okay, bye. God bless you. Bye. You're not interesting to speak with. God bless you. You don't care to know. You don't want to know. And I'm not, hey, I'm not being rude this morning because I know people are at different levels even in, in knowledge of scriptures. But that doesn't, people, people are strange this way. They say, because I don't know, I'm just not going to try. That doesn't make sense, does it? But people do it. No, start now. Get into that word, man. Get into that word. It's powerful. Keep, you've got to keep learning. Let's go to Deuteronomy 29, 29. I'm almost done. Don't worry. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. I love this text. We're not accountable for them, right? That means you're not going to figure it all out, even doctrinally. There are people who think they have the whole Bible figured out. Theologically, they do not. We're not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. Isn't that powerful? There's things you're just never going to know until you get to heaven, but there's a lot that we know already. And you guys remember like when you were in school, kids are like, well, we didn't really know. Shrugging their shoulders. I knew a guy, that's all he did. I think he used to go to the academy years ago. You ask him to go. He was cute as heck, too. But that was his thing. Say, hey, do you? one guy even told me one time, he said, hey, did you notice? He just shrugs his shoulders all the time. I'm like, I just looked at him and I went. <laughs> just don't know anything. No. Let's go to Proverbs 9.9. You keep on learning. You keep on learning. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Wow. Teach the righteous, that's you. You've accepted Jesus, by faith you are right with God. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. You don't ever want to be in the place and say, well, I, can you imagine? I've learned the maximum on that. No, there's always something to learn. There is always something to learn. We've got to humble ourselves and do it. Let's go back over our three points today. Change begins in the mind. What's our first point there? 
Practice doing good. Practice. Just practice. Do the right thing and do it often. Do it every day. Get into that word. Start praying. Get into that word. Come to church every time you can. Number two, learn to apologize. Learn to humble yourself to God and others. If you're going to love God and others, that means you need to be able to deal with them properly. You've got to be able to apologize to the Lord and apologize to other people. That's good, man. That's a big change. Some of you are like, wait, why are we talking about apologizing when we're talking about change begins in the mind? Because when you don't apologize and you brush off mistakes, even Dr. Caroline Leaf, who studies the human mind, said that when you brush off mistakes and say, I didn't do anything wrong, it can turn into a bad habit. So that's number two, apologize. Number three, keep learning. Keep learning. Some of you, that may be, I'm, I'm working on another degree. Praise God. Keep going. Some of you are like, I'm just reading all I can on this subject. Did you know you can be an expert in just about any field in seven years? Just about any field. You read enough, study enough, do enough on that, you can be an expert. Okay, so they're, they're trying to confirm a lady for um, Supreme Court, right? What is her name? Amy Coney Barrett. I loved it. They were asking her about certain cases, and she was recalling everything. Finally, someone said, can we see your notes? She held up a little white notepad. I don't even know why she had it. It was blank. She knew her stuff. You can be an expert in any area you want to be. You say, I can't study about astronomy or rocket science. You actually can. You can study about anything. And in this, in this particular moment, you need to be reminded to study the Word. You can become an expert in certain areas of the Word. Just don't give up. Don't give in. Get into the Word. It's important. It's not just a religious book. I promise it is the manual for your life. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today, if you would. If there's anybody in this house that the sound of my voice says, man, you know what, Pastor Matt? That's great. Change begins in the mind. But my spirit's all messed up because I've never even accepted Jesus as my Lord. Would you raise your hand today if you want to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven one day when you, when you pass away? Is there anyone in the house that says, I need to accept Jesus? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. That takes courage. Anybody else? Say, man, I need to make sure I'm right with God. Raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you today. All right, God bless you for your courage. God bless you. I need to make sure I'm right with God. Everybody in the house, repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me of my sin. I'm so sorry. I need you. I've messed up, and I know I cannot do it without you. But I believe that Jesus is Lord. He's the Lord of my life. He died and rose again for me. Now save me, Lord, from my sin, from myself, and from hell. Say it again. Say, save me, Lord, from my sin, from myself, and from hell. Say, I believe you are the God who does what he says. I am saved by faith. In Jesus' name. Now everybody look up at me. That's very important. This is also important. If there's somebody in the house who says, you know what? God is dealing with me. I brought this up last week. Say, God is dealing with me about habits, good and bad. Raise your hand today. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to agree with you right now. Because God's, God's messing with me about some stuff. All right. 
This is good. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. We're going to all pray together as a family like we do on Sundays. I love that. I love that about this time together. It could be anything. It could be what you're eating or not eating. It could be what you're reading or not reading. It could be what you're giving or not giving. It could be what you're saying or not saying. Sometimes we as humans, we see ourselves in a, we're put in a position over and over again and we react the same way and it ain't right. You've got to start and do a new habit now. Starting today. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Let's agree. Raise a hand if you're comfortable doing so. Let's just reach out to God today. Father, I thank you that you are helping us to create new habits in our lives. New habits. Right here, right now, for the rest of our lives. Right here, right now, for the rest of our lives, God. We break old habits in Jesus' name, but beyond praying and agreeing and committing, God, it's the day in and the day out, just like practicing our faith. We've got to practice it now. Change begins in the mind when we practice what is right, God. Help us to practice what is right. Give us wisdom. Cause us to humbly go to our mentors and pastors and people that have been in the Lord longer than us and ask questions and actually do what they suggest when we ask questions. God, help me personally. Help me personally to ask advice without any preconceived notions of, I hope their advice is this because this is what I want to do. No. God, help me to humble myself so that I ask advice from godly, righteous people who know more than me and I actually take the advice. Thank you for your wisdom, God. Thank you for your word, God. Lord, help us to move just beyond reading of a devotional. Help us to move into reading the Word. Commentaries on the Word are powerful, and that's what a devotional is. And people are solid. They explain the Word. It's a teaching. Devotionals, they have their place, God. I don't know who needs to hear this in this house, but God, reading your Word, there's nothing like reading it for myself, hearing it for myself at church and at home alone, in the car. God, there's nothing like experiencing it for myself. Self. And as I read, as I hear, as I practice it, as I do it, God, you are working in me, both to will and to do of your good pleasure, Lord God. That's for us. We want your good. Your perfect. Your good, acceptable, and perfect will, God. Your good, acceptable, and perfect will in our lives. That only comes through your word. Help us to make new habits today. Help us to start. Help us to start. Today is the beginning of the rest of our days. We thank you, Father, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name.